And we're live. To another episode right. of Tulsa Uncut. Yeah. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? In case you guys don't know, this is the one, the only, Kyle Sullivan. Yeah. Man, I need Lori everywhere I go to just intro I do me. too, yeah. yeah. That would be nice. Also known as The Champ. I don't think the I champ. could afford it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is Kyle's second time uh, to be on the podcast for Fun Fact. First time we didn't uh, turn the audio. We. I. <laughs> <laughs> you. We did a whole podcast, like an hour, hour and a half long, and, and uh, I never turned the audio on, so we just had like a video of us talking like that. So it could have been some with. cool voiceover. I, I wanted to publish audio it. audio on us. <laughs> the intrusive side of I wanted to publish it anyways, just to see how many people would be like, hey, I don't is something? <laughs> Something's wrong with the audio. And just pretend <laughs> Did like. Did you know that the audio wasn't on? <laughs> hey, we got interaction. This is good. Yeah. This is good. I like what And I would just be like, hey, I can give, hear it. It's we'll fine. release the audio. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> you subscribe. We release the audio. That's funny. We are so ridiculous. Okay, well, welcome back. Yes. Now yeah. we have audio working, Absolutely. right, Autumn? Everything's good. We've got audio. We've yeah. got visual. Autumn behind the scenes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I was going to set her a mic up, but she's good. Yeah, we can hear her in the background. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. fine. Yeah. That way, if she's saying anything crazy, well, welcome back, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. How is it going? That's fantastic. Uh, July 1st will be three years in business. So I feel like that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, business world. Uh, personally, this month will be 10 years being married wow. to my shot A for life. Uh, so that's uh, amazing. And yeah, kiddos are great. I about to have it. a two and a three year old. Because uh, for about four months, they'll yeah. be a year apart. Wow. Praying for you guys. I'll pray for my wife. They're basically like two more of me. Oh, mm. dear. She's definitely <laughs> going boys? to heaven. Uh, nope. We got a little girl who, I mean, is the female version of me. Mm. Uh, Miss Piper Grace and uh, Mr. Bo Grant is our son. who will be two in July. Wow. And uh, both of them are loud and obnoxious and determined and All energetic. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how did no one get Ginger's personality? What is there a three on the way? Well, well uh, not currently that I know about. <laughs> um, so we may roll the dice again. I mean, what hey, you I'm think, Ginger? Hey, come on, Shade. She's like, and the doors are locked and you are <laughs> yeah. not coming in. Yeah. Change of address for yes. your mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one of the things that we definitely want to talk about, we're in June. Yep. Um, you know, all the things that have gone on industry wise, just people in general wise, it's, it's the six month mark. Mm -hmm. Um, you do fantastic at mindset, coaching, leadership training. This is the six, the six month mark. That means a lot. Mm. Tell us why. Uh, well, it's the halfway point of the year. It's uh, it's a good time to evaluate where you're at. Are you on track? Um, I love to work in 90 day chunks. And so you get to evaluate, are you closer further away or on, t on target with your goals? Um, if you have forgotten about the things you wanted to do, now's a great time to reforecast, reprioritize, mm -hmm. um, and say, okay, and celebrate. I think this is a good time to celebrate. It's warmer, summer. It's time to go, hey, this is where I'm really crushing it. This is where I'm not. And just set a new and an updated chart for the last half of the year. So what about the people who, let's say they had this plan of action and they had everything laid out and it was, it was going to go great. And life happens and a shift change happened. Uh, and yeah. so they're finding themselves kind of like in that chaotic, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shift happens. And, uh, and you have to expect that, 
but then ask yourself is are your goals not happening because of external factors possibly okay are they likely not happening because your action and the volume in which that has been done most likely most people highly underestimate the amount of volume in action it takes to truly be successful I would agree with that statement. And like this week in our our coaching group, the huddle that we have, I talked about this very thing. And I said, we judge others on their actions, yet we judge ourselves on our intentions. Ooh. Can you say that again? Yeah. For the people in the back. (laughs) Turn up your volume. That is really good. So we will judge others on their actions, yet we judge ourselves on our intentions. So how that fleshes out is someone says, hey, be here at this time. And they're not there. You go, how dare them? Right. They missed an appointment. They were late. They were this. But, oh, if we're late or missed an appointment, oh, man, the red lights. I got a call. I had to go take care of something. And so we judge. We're like, oh, I, I didn't mean for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, there's likely very, very little of our goals are outside controlled. Right. Most of it is we have to look in the mirror, take it on the chin and say we did not do the work. Absolutely mm-hmm. correct. And either you set a goal that you're not ready to hit yet, which is possible because, again, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a short run. Mm -hmm. We underestimate what we can accomplish over months or years. Right. So people get really hyped up. They come to an event. They hear a podcast. They they hear a speaker and they go, I'm going to set the world on fire. Yeah. And they're like, bro, you don't even have any matches. Like, yeah. Go to the store, get the matches, mm-hmm. figure out how to start a fire, then figure out how to build the fire. And so I like, especially at this point, um, and I'm doing this this month with all of my clients, is, okay, let's evaluate. Where are you crushing? Where are you not? What action could have been taken to have all things rising? Where do you need to prioritize? Um, where do you need to celebrate? Because this is a great time to take a day or two or a weekend and go, man, I'm going to do this thing because I did this work. Okay. So what you're saying is celebrate. I mean, it's kind of like after the fact, because let's just be honest. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it's summer. I'm on vacation mode. I'm going to go on vacation. And then guess what? Three months from now, they're going to be crying about their business Mm -hmm. and their business suffering. Sure. So I think like what you were saying, having a celebration moment to celebrate an accomplishment. Yes. But to go and like, I'm just going to detach from the world for the next three months or for the next two weeks. Like that's a really long time. Like if your production leading up to here quantifies that sure do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But if your last six months don't quantify because you've been on a six-month break with your discipline and your right. follow-through, mm-hmm. you should probably hit the ground running. I mean, I'm no... Yeah, and, and again, it's life by design. And so if you've designed your, your goals and your structure and your finances are such that, yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. Goodbye. One of my mentors, the last week of every month for the last 15 years, he's been at his beach house in Destin. Love that. Wow. Why? Because he decided that. Yeah. And he, he, and he will compress yeah. four weeks of work into, into three. Love that. And so if you've created your life to do that, great. Most that are building do take the summer as an excuse to be like, you know, I just need to disconnect. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much for what? You still just over broke. Yeah. Like if you're not where you want to be, 
then push, do extra things. Most of us are not in a place where we can take off a week, two weeks, three weeks. Right. If you want to do that, great. But just know that the time away will compound the amount of volume and action you need to take to get back on track. Mm -hmm. Sure. So again, every decision is cause and effect. Mm -hmm. I want to do this. I need to do this. Great. There's sometimes you just got to like pull the plug. Take a minute. Take a minute. But then there's other, you got to plug back in and know exactly what you're going to do when you get back. Yeah. So my sister, she owns a, a big company and she does that. She does like the week detaching, you know, she goes mm -hmm. on trips and she, but I'm telling you the day she gets back, that woman is back to the grind. Like she never left Right. and just hits. So, I mean, I see that in action. I'm like, Oh, like, don't you need vacation? She's like, I don't have time for a vacation after vacation. Right. My job on my vacation is to chill reboot because I know when I come back, I have a plan for the next, you know, like you're kind of like you're saying the right. next three weeks or whatever. Um, I was telling Trent earlier, I was talking with this football coach guy thing, guy thing. <laughs> He's not a guy thing. He's, he was a former football player. No, 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 everybody. Lori no. Uncut. <laughs> no, not an announcement. I recant the way I said that, but he's big in the football world. Mm -hmm. um, recruiting, former player, Dope. et cetera, et cetera. And so I was asking him like, what is your secret? He's like, there is no secret. You treat your thing, your job, whatever it is. Mine was a football player. I was taking care of business eight to 10 hours a day. And I was like, that's a really long time to work out. Like that's a, like you're spending all day, like basically at the gym. He's like gym, film, practice, lifting, diet. I mean, eight to 10 hours, you're dedicating your time to whatever your career path or your end result is going to be. Absolutely. You've got to dedicate the time for it. So that goes into the narrative that people say, you know, I just don't have enough time. What is your answer to that? If you believe that, then it's true. Mm. <laughs> Oddly simple. So yeah, simple. It it's as cliche as it sounds. Jeff Bezos and the three of us have the same twenty four hours. So a great book, great resource, Dan Martell, uh, buy back your time. Okay. So in this book, in a mastermind I'm a part of, he's coming in and doing some trainings with us. Um, it's kind of a higher level mastermind deal, and he talks about your buyback rate. So if you if you're listening, you go, I don't have enough time. Then there's probably some low or no income producing activities that you're taking your time up with. You mean like Facebook? No, I mean like laundry and cooking oh, your food like and yeah. cleaning your house and mowing your lawn yep. and those things. I'm not even talking about like the, the time sucks of social media and whatever. Sure. I'm talking about actual practical things that have to get done. Sure. So what he advises us to do, and he talks about it in the book, is he says, figure out your buyback rate. So take the amount of money you earned in the last 12 months. Take 25% of that and divide that out monthly. And that's your, he said, he allocates 25% wow. of his income to buying back his time. So leveraging. Absolutely. Like having someone come and do those yeah. things. Like so, it's worth spending $50 a week to have your lawn mowed because that's an hour of your time. An hour of your time doing, that you could either yeah. spend with your family. You could sure. spend researching yeah. a new product launch. You could do something that's actually going to end. Exactly. Like if you, if you say, okay, I make $200 an hour, what in the hell are you doing mowing your lawn? Right. Mm -hmm. Why are you cooking your food? 
why are you doing your laundry? Why are you cleaning your house? Yeah. And so it's this whole mindset shift of, cause I, I, I mean, I'm from small town, Louisiana. We did everything. And then some, <laughs> where did you say you're from again? West Monroe, Monroe, Louisiana. Okay. So yeah. Duck Dynastyville, USA. Yeah, I've got family from there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it like, you did it all. Right. And so I'm learning now as, as I'm getting more and more successful, like to buy back my time. I love that. Yeah. I, I enjoy doing some of those things. Like I enjoy cooking, but I have a meal prep service that delivers my food on Sundays. Why? Because I don't need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there times where I cook meals? Yes. Are there times that we, yes. You're not like banned from the kitchen. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm from Louisiana girl. Come on. I could cook. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm now, I have a list yeah. of things I will buy back eventually Okay. to where the only thing I do is things that produce income. Love that. And so that is very practical, but also people say, oh, I don't have any time. Then I would say, okay, let me, let me see your, let me see your calendar. I don't yeah. have anything on my calendar. Precisely. Yeah. So your, if that stung, if that stung your, stay tuned. Stay your, your calendar in your bank account tells me what's important to you. Yeah. You ain't looking at my bank account. Don't look at me that way. Look at him. That's good. I, you know, <laughs> I think an underlying principle of all that is, is just an intentionality because yeah. it takes effort to even sit down and evaluate what do I do in 24 yeah. hours? Because most people don't even have the energy to do that. Right. And I've never read that book, but I'm going to now. I will write it down. I'll ask you after yeah. again. But um, I, when I was on the teetering on like quitting my day job and like, am I going to take this full time? Cause it was like a side hustle. I literally sat down and did that. And I graphed out a 24 hour day, like a pie chart. And so what I did is I made like how much of a sliver am I giving to my day job, which was like nine hours or whatever. And then how much of a sliver am I doing the side hustle? How much of a sliver am I at home with my family? How much of a sliver do I spend? I, and I went all the way down to mowing the grass. And I noticed my pie chart was, some would say like very selfish. <laughs> like it, the, my family had a very small sliver. And, um, but I realized like the, the sliver on my side hustle compared to the giant sliver of my day job, I made so much more money in that one. So I was like, if I eliminated the part of my day job and, and did it with the side hustle, I could actually support myself, start a business, start hiring people. And so that's actually how I justify wow. putting in my notice. So it's funny you bring that up. So I, I basically kind of had that thought without like the book, I guess, but now I want to read the book because I'm sure it's more eloquently like laid out and like explained. But yeah, that's interesting. I always think about that. What does your pie chart look like? What's Absolutely. everyone's pie chart looks like? Right. And Netflix is usually huge for people. Like sitting around on the couch is okay, usually okay, huge. Okay, okay, let's not clown too hard on that, <laughs> everyone. Let's not. Working out needs to be a good sliver, yeah. you know? I think, you know, it goes back to like the old thing. Like people spend money and spend time with things that they want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if someone, you know, we, we've talked about it several times. Like people put their time, energy, and money into what they, what's important to them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes going back and looking at it at your six month mark, you're going to go, Oh, I've been spending a lot of money eating out, or I've been spending a lot of money shopping, or I've been spending a lot of money doing this. And that's not getting you closer to your end result of saving 20 grand by the mm -hmm. end of the year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And again, it, all of the mid year review 
has to go back to alignment of your goals. So you mentioned like, oh, the eating out. Alex Ramosi said like, and he's a guy that wrote $100 million offer, acquisition.com, massive guy worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He went viral on a video where he talked about he ate Chipotle 500 times in a year. That's like 1.7 times a day. How did you do the math that fast? I don't know. I don't know how good if it's He's close. Like Here's the deal. Here's now the deal. He curious. said it confidently. So I'm like, it's 1.7 times. Can we get a calculation on, on that? Because I feel like. So he ate it 500 times? 500 times in a year. Okay. Jeez, I'm too stupid to do the math. There's 365 days in a year. And he ate it 500 times, like which is 1.73, I think. I, I Wait. Well, well, I'm not sure how to do the math here, guys. So. No, I'm wrong. Hang on. Three hundred. This is. I know so this is a sidetrack. So there, if he, there's 365 days, if he ate once a day, that's 365 times. Right. He did 500. So you would times 165 times, say 1.5. Okay, so it's probably like 1.4 times. Okay. Not 1.7. Okay. All that. We'll say one and a half times. <laughs> one and a half times a day. Yeah. For all of our math people out there, like, what just happened? His whole thing was that was part of his design. He's like. Why would I, he goes, I would meet with somebody. So I'd eat there for like lunch and dinner. I knew what to get. It fell in line with his macros because he's yoked out of his mind. He's like, so yeah, I just ate there. And the money, why would I go to the grocery store, buy the food, spend the time cooking, meal prepping when I Mm. could just go there and they did it for me. And you could do a meeting while you're doing it. Right. Yeah. So again, all of this, like we have these things and you have this like, hustle culture and growth is like you gotta wake up at 5 a.m you gotta do a cold shower you gotta do this it's like you gotta just be successful with your definition of success and make sure that everything you do aligns with what you value i love that and discipline yeah you are your own creator of it and holding yourself to integrity which again goes back to just doing what you say you're gonna do if you say you're gonna Work out and be active. Work out, be active. You say you're going to eat out every day, then build a revenue that it doesn't matter. Like people talk about inflation and things. And my coach is like, how about you just earn enough to where you don't have to worry about the price of gas rising? Yeah. That's so funny. My dad once told me, because I was, when I was just out of college, about to start my first job, I was considering getting a vehicle or whatever. And I was like focusing on like, what does it get per mile of gas and stuff? And my dad was like, he was like, uh, if you're worried about the miles per gallon or whatever, I was like, yeah, he was like, then just make more money. And right. I was like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's simple, but like profound advice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I don't know that I would eat Chipotle though. One and a half times. I'm about to ask you just as like for fun, like what would be your 500 times in a year? What would you choose? I, I think mean, I know what I would choose. It. I don't even think it's open anymore. What? But back in the day, this might age me. So, Bear with me, guys. But remember Super Salad? Not a chance. I do. Okay, I'm not from you. here. Okay. So. Well, it was like a it was like a large salad bar, and you could get any kind of like salad, fruit, vegetables. It was like my favorite, and they also had cornbread, which I loved. I don't know, dude. I know. So I love I Super Salad. Made Super Salads. That's very clear messaging. I mean, yeah. I don't know why they're not open. They have really good salad. I mean, come on. Uh, let's see here. What could I eat? Five? I, I could do Chipotle. Chipotle? Chipotle would be good. Like, like Qdoba? 
Yeah. Uh, no. Not Qdoba. Really? No, they're not like Qdoba. 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 I think, and I don't know. I, I think mine would be Cane's, but like, there's not a lot of variety. It's just. Would chick- you like fried food in a heart attack? Chicken. It's low kind of, yeah. Hey, this could be a new <laughs> vlog. Document eating it 500 times yeah. a year. If you're not eating the same fast food restaurant 500 times a year, you're probably broke. I feel like that's a good soundbite because there we go. <laughs> that is guaranteed to go viral. All I have and maybe have a new sponsor. Yeah, maybe. All all I gotta say is if you're eating canes five hundred times in one year, no, sir. <laughs> all of this is going south quick. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good for your cholesterol. Just I It would be good mouth you. pleasure. It would be delicious. I feel like I get sick. Let get me sick not comment on that on camera. <laughs> That's sauce in there. <laughs> this is why. Shoguns. Mine would be Shoguns. Okay. Shoguns. Great. There Way we go. Change that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shogun. Kyle, mouth. what was yours? Uh, I I could do Chipotle. I would also probably do like a uh, some I could get salmon or if I was eating it five hundred times, probably just salmon and broccoli. Times. Yeah. I guess I could do like Ruth Chris if I like had to. Every single I mean, day. if I Bro, had to. Yeah. I will tell you, I am a creature of habit, though. So in what I do, I do a lot of meetings and a lot of times it's like, hey, let's meet for lunch. Let's meet for dinner. Let's meet. I literally probably pick the same restaurants. Oh, I'm the same way. Oh, for sure. Like if you were to I just... know exactly what I'm going to eat without looking mm-hmm. at the menu. So it makes my life easy. Yeah. If you asked me, what is there to eat here in Katusa? I would like have three restaurants on deck to tell you. And then I'd be like, ah, I'd like drive around town in my head because I don't go to anything. She said there's a subway in town today. And I was like, we have a subway? Because I didn't even know where it was. Now, I guarantee we're going to get subway like once a week. <laughs> okay, I do love subway, though. Eat I, fresh. That was my first job. Really? Yep. I was a sandwich artist. Nice. Wow. Yep. Look how you've evolved. Now, <laughs> now you're like a people motivation artist. Mm, yes. I like that. See what sandwiches can do, young people out there? Yeah. Go yep. to the sandwich shop. It was uh, I, my first job. Worked there for like a year and a half in high school. Wow. What's your subway order? I hadn't eaten Subway in so long. No. no. That's a whole lot of bread. Yeah. I, I do flatbread with chicken teriyaki because it's so much damn yeah. bread. But now I did see uh, you could just do like a bowl. So, oh. yep. Just and, throw it in the uh, bowl, call it a party. Yep. I like it. Now and it's like super salad, but it's Subway. Yeah. It's fine. There you go. You just get a salad with some lump of. Yep. And meat or uh, get the, the chicken breast. Have them cut that up and st- for your chicken teriyaki, because the other stuff. Can you request them not. to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh man, you don't want the rib meat stuff. I didn't think about that. The okay. other stuff may not be that great quality. Mm. It doesn't surprise Possibly, me. Possibly, allegedly. Don't come at me, Jared. <laughs> and Jared. I don't think Jared's coming. Yeah, Jared, Jared, Jared ain't nobody. He's taking a seat. Hey, Thank you for that. He is episode. unplugged. Yeah, from- he is definitely unplugged. <laughs> what happened to Jared? Oh, really? It it was like a decade ago. (laughs) That's his whole heart. Hey, listen, that man's so focused. He ain't got time to worry about what's happening. I know. It's like a thing. People make fun of me. crushing his goals. I wish that was the reason. I just don't pay attention. We're trying to help you. Did he get canceled? Or did he die? He didn't die. He he got, no, he he was gone before canceled was a canceled Uh thing. Let's just say he falls in line with... um, Anyway, let's move on. He let's did just... make the best life choices. Oh, so it was bad. Like we shouldn't talk about it. I mean, <laughs> sorry. 
Abby. Maybe you can rabbit hole that one on your own later. Anyway, moving forward. So, Kyle. Yes, ma'am. What else is going on in your world? Let's talk leadership. What you got going? Uh, leadership, man. It's uh, it's fun. Speaking events are uh, coming up, so got a couple on the books there. I heard that you did um, like twenty three and. So we've done twenty six so far 26. this year. Twenty six. Yep. Nice. So, um, end of last year, did a um, taping of a TV show, Great American Speak Off, with a guy Grant Cardone was uh, kind of oh, funding that. I remember that. And yeah. uh, so I'm sure it's coming. They just finished up in February, so now I'm sure it's like in post-production. Um, I guess they're moving forward with it because they've been sending out like, hey, audition for season two. Um, but did that, came back, and really this year was like, okay, I'm a I'm a speaker first. Um, I was trying to coach and consultant and this and try to all be all – I'm, I'm going to get paid to run my mouth. And, um, and so I was like, all right, we're going to do 32 and 23. thought, oh, that's catchy. It kind of rolls off the tongue. Um, we did 19 in Q1. <laughs> um, we're at uh, 27 right now. Um, uh, with either completed or scheduled, we're at 31 okay, that's of 32. Awesome. Um, so the very nice job. And with goal setting, you don't just hit your goal; you move the goalpost. So now we're going to push for 52 this year. What? That's how many weeks in a year. That's cool. Yeah. And like so it. his six month, he's like, and let's move the goalpost, everyone. It'll be fine. Just scoot it on down. Yeah. Just. Move. I love that. Yeah. What's a usual speaking gig look like? Like a tip, like a oh, typical one. That's uh, like so who? Curious. Like who's the client and stuff? Uh, well, a lot is uh, in the real estate world. Real estate. Mm -hmm. So it's everything from a networking kind of lunch and learn to a conference to a team meeting um to a brokerage. Uh, brokerage to hey we're doing like one uh, i did with a realty group they had booked shangri-la so i went out and did oh yeah uh a was one that, day leadership uh, what brokerage was that uh solid rock yeah solid rock yep. we do a lot of their stuff and uh and so they they were great and was cool the connection there um knew me from when i was a youth intern like in ministry 2010 yeah wow and so it's just it's just really cool and so yeah my signature talk is called the playbook to predictable success now i frame it as if they listen and apply the questions that i give them you'll never have to listen to another book podcast youtube ever again so it's aligning your calling heart altitude mindset and performance for those of you taking notes, C-H-A-M-P spells champ. Oh, nice. So to unleash the champ, you unleash your calling, heart, altitude, mindset, and performance. I like altitude. Mm -hmm. So is altitude <clears throat> something that you're trying to tell people to get to a certain altitude? Or is that more of like checking yourself to see what altitude you're you at? Want to. Like yeah, the, and it, vision one, you know, you can't spell champ, C-H-V-M-P. Um, so mm -hmm. I had to come up with a different word, <laughs> but I like altitude because it implies that you're on a trajectory yeah. that you've set and that you are in control of. Like I have vision of the door, but it doesn't imply I'm moving towards it. Right. Mm -hmm. No, altitude is good. Yeah. Altitude's great. Yeah. And oftentimes success feels like climbing mountains. It Absolutely. feels like you're, I mean, you're going up, you're and climbing you're stalling out yeah. and you're adjusting and yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's very it's a, uh, it's really fun. And what I love is that, um, when I come into a space to speak it, I really feel like I'm the thermostat, not the thermometer. So I set the tone, I set the energy. I don't care if I'm the first speaker of an event or the last, 
I'm going to either start off like it doesn't matter. I bring the energy um, very engaging back and forth. Um, I just love it. I mean, I take off of I mean, I was a pastor for 12 years, so I know yeah. how to work. A, work I will a say like his energy just in general is probably one of my favorite things. But when he's up on stage, it's it's impactful. It's memorable. It's engaging. You literally are like just in awe because his energy is infectious the way he he speaks and coaches you're like okay all right let's go i mean like i'm ready to jump out of a chair and like run pentecostal style but you know hey. that's his hey but i mean that's his energy and so the cool thing is it's not like i've been to, to places where the speaker is speaking at you yeah and i cannot stand that i'm like mm -hmm. listen bro I can watch this on TV and be good and yeah. like just be chilling in my PJs. But when it's someone that's engaging and exciting, you have that thing inside of you that starts to go, okay, this is really, really good. You do very well with that, my friend. Thank you. Very well. Yeah. It's, it's really fun because I've, I've had a crazy story. Um, life, things that have happened to me, things I've been destructive in, and so I, I like when I'm speaking on stage for people to go like nod and go like, yeah, I see that mm -hmm. I've been there. Um, I never want I want to show what's possible, not. So I pull back the curtain a lot. I share a lot of the the scars. I believe that it's it's good to show scars, not wounds. And so as you've worked through things, it's for a reason and a purpose. And so I like really practically like i have a scar here on my pinky in my index finger like i talk about that that's when i got jumped at a drug deal and my entire life changed mm. like i have scars that show the story yeah and so putting people in that place of going like maybe it wasn't hopefully it wasn't a drug deal for you but we always we yeah. all have that cornerstone shift moment mm -hmm. like you doing the pie chart going i think i'm gonna go all in on myself yeah like we all have those moments. And so if we can remember those moments, we remember why we started. It gives us the fuel to keep going in the stalls of our Man, journey. That's a good point. Cause sometimes you're just deflated and you're like, I'm out of gas. Yeah. You know, I feel that a lot kind of right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, but that's a, you know, I think a lot of people make the mistake too. They don't have a coach. They don't have an accountability person. They don't have someone in their corner doing accountability check-ins. When you, especially when you own a business, you're trying to do so much that 90% of that's mental game. It's remembering this and doing that and planning mm -hmm. for this and taking care of that and make sure that employees pay. You know, you've got so much on your plate, but who's checking you? Right. And I think that's where so many business owners and leadership people fail because they, they don't do that for themselves and yeah. then they get burned out or they get exhausted or they get deflated and they get all these things and they don't know how to combat that because they have no one in their corner rooting for them and saying, Hey man, listen, let's put this into perspective. Yeah. This is all fixable, doable. Let's see where we can leverage you out. So you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Mm -hmm. What is it worth? Yeah. You know, I mean, my one-on-one -on -one clients I walk deeply with one called me. He's a local chiropractor and just had a, just had a, a Monday, had a hell of a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and picks up the phone calls. We talk through it within, you know, otherwise he would have stewed on that all week. Mm -hmm. It might've derailed his entire week stewing over the, the results of that one day. Yeah. But to your point, like, that's why I love this is because specifically my one-on-one -on -one clients, I mean, they, they invest heavily. So I show up heavily 
And they they have all access. I mean, I say they have 18-7 access because I'm asleep for at least six hours. <laughs> and, like, I've had them call me wee hour, early morning hours. I'm driving to the gym 6, 6.30 and they're, hey, you got time to talk? Yes. Woke up. I'm in a funk. Cool. Let's get out of it. And we we underestimate having that person that we invest in because we pay attention to what we pay for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you make that shift, oftentimes, I mean, if we go back to the buy back your time, like that week that he could have been derailed was solved in a 15 minute conversation. So yeah. now that investment that he makes every month in us having this coaching client relationship, psh, it's a wrap. Yeah, I think it's hard. It's hard for some people, especially me, to even like recognize that maybe I just need someone to talk to, get it off my chest, you know. And and my thing is, it's more than just someone to talk to because they're like, oh, you have buddies, you have friends. Um, well, I don't know. You don't. No, I'm no, I do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but it's different to me. It's different than just having someone to talk to. When you have someone who's skilled at coaching and skilled at mindset and skilled at leadership and skilled at strategy, it changes the game because then they're able to come in, look at something that you're looking at emotionally more, more often than not, like something's going on. That's got your emotional trigger inside of that. And they're able to come and look at it very objectively and be like, okay, so where's the pain point really? And as they walk you through, you're already answering your own things, but you have someone kind of guiding you through that path. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not like, Oh, I felt, I stumbled. I felt, I'm on my knees. They're like, Hey, I'm holding your hand. Like you're good. We're just going to walk through this. It's just a, it's a thorny patch. It's Mm -hmm. okay. And what's, what's fun is I give, um, we have permission to say any kind of language here. Yeah. We're uncut. Okay. Just make sure. (laughs) So I allow my clients to, to pull up to the dealership as I call it. Um, and test drive a BMW. So anybody has a BMW, I'm sorry. I will never buy one for this reason. BMW for me stands for bitching, moaning, and whining. So <laughs> I allow, like, sometimes my my one on one clients will text me and say, "Hey, I need uh, I need to pull up to the dealership," and that's like, "Hey, we on DefCon five. I need to just they whine. about to blow this whole thing up." Mm-hmm. And the 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 thing is, they have a five minute timer to be completely unhinged, <laughs> incredibly <laughs> illogical. <laughs> absolutely delusional <laughs> and i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh that bit like uh-huh okay he's jumping cool. into the conversation i'm like oh they did what like <laughs> and then i have a timer and the timer goes off i go what are you gonna do about it that call for my clients because sometimes we think if we're gonna call somebody we have to have it thought through mm-hmm we need those people that we can pull up to the dealership with at crazy pants and be completely unhinged for an amount of time and then pull that thing right back into the dealership and go about your day. And so to your point, man, like it, it does the value of having somebody that like you can just pick up the phone, call, have a weekly time where you can process through things because too, like we are all emotionally attached. Mm-hmm. I'm in a mastermind and I have a coach separately why because i think my baby's the most beautiful thing you ain't gonna tell i will never call my baby ugly but there are some ugly parts to my baby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i have to have someone that it has fresh eyes to see that yeah 
We all do. And, and I truly think that, you know, there's also the part of what is your intention behind that call? Like, are you calling literally just to complain and whine and moan? Or are you truly seeking? Because there's times that I'm not, I come un, not even hinged. I'm like unraveling. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to come apart at every seam that you thought. And it's going to be like a ball of yarn. But then what am I going to do with that? And so my thing is, you know, in those phone calls, in those moments, I do want to find a solution. I don't want to stay there. There are some people who just want to do the unraveling part. Mm. And they just want to have piles and piles and piles of yarn and do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it depends, I think, on the person. Like, are you proactive? Are you victim mentality? Are you willing to do something about it? Because nine times out of ten things that happen to you on a continuous, you're putting yourself there. Oh, yeah. I, like you're given a test and if you keep finding yourself taking the same test, it's because you're failing. So at some point you have to do something different. You know, people like that wear me out. You know, and so I, people. Think, I think it's important for people to realize that things in life that happen when, when you see that it's the same thing type of thing, like, you know, a challenge that you're like, man, I swear I just went through this. That's because you didn't pass the last one. So you're here again. Hi, welcome to level two, trying it again. Mm-hmm. Like eventually you'll get tired of staying on level two and you'll figure out this is what it takes to trump the castle. I went to Mario Brothers. You see that? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Raise the flag. (laughs) Can you do Mario Luigi? Anyway, all that to be said, we really do appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, Before we sign off, three things people can do that are finding themselves mentally done. What do they do? How do they get out of that? Other than calling you, obviously. Like, <laughs> Unleashthechamp.com. <laughs> um, practically speaking, acknowledge the feelings for what they are. I think, again, so often in the personal growth and development industry, it's a just push past it. Be Goggins. Like, F your excuse. But there's there's a short period of time where you have to acknowledge what you're feeling to be able to transform it. So have a list. Write it out, type it out, whatever. Brain dump all the things that are you're feeling and why you're feeling that. Then you ask yourself, what if this is true? Mm. So now we're talking identity. So you feel what you feel. Your feelings are valid. Your feelings are needed. Your feelings are all of those things. And then you go, okay, if this is true, what does it say about me? Okay. And you got to be real honest and only you can answer that. And then you go, the last piece, again, I'm always going to go back to what can you do about it? So if it is, hey, this thing keeps happening. Like this person keeps acting this way towards me. Okay, maybe you need to fire a friend. Um, This company keeps treating me this way. Okay, well, maybe you need to look for somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Hey, I keep having this issue in my marriage. Okay, maybe you need to go to counseling. So like you acknowledge it, you define what it means about you and then what you're going to do. If there's not alignment between those things, then that's where the work lies. Um, There's a great book, Byron Katie, Loving What Is, um, that kind of goes through this. It's kind of like four questions you can ask when you're feeling things. Um, And so I know I've given a hint, couple book recommendations but really like if you're feeling spun out you're feeling worn out acknowledge it see what it says about you if you don't like what it says about you 
build a plan. And if you don't know how to build a plan, you're going to call Kyle Hello. Sullivan with Unleash the Champ. Yeah. And and here's the deal. Kyle at KyleJSullivan.com. If I can help you and you just need a call, like, I want to do that. Um, this is not like, yes, obviously, this is how my livelihood. I said we're about three years in. But I see this so often where people just need an ear. Like, mm. hey, man, like, anybody listening to this that says, hey, you came from Tulsa Uncut, email me. I'll give you a 15-minute call. Anybody for free, no strings attached. Yeah. That's his ministry heart coming out to play. He's I just a pretty want people genuine to win. dude. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? I know you have some podcasts out there. Yeah. Um, where do they find you on where I'm what platforms? Yeah. Uh well, I have Unleash the Champ Leadership Podcast. It's on everywhere that you can find or listen to a podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Amazon all the things there uh last couple months we've pushed to youtube so unleash the champ leadership podcast uh on youtube um budding tiktok i mean not easy to find um it feels weird now to be like hey just google me but you'll find me unleash hey the just champ. google him i'll say it so <laughs> yeah. you don't have to yeah. there you go for sure um final question one more before we go um uh what's, what's your... your favorite podcast i got you gotta, okay you gotta go fast, say, i was gonna say movie oh movie too okay uh podcast right now i'm really loving uh andy frisella's podcast um just how he communicates how he talks um and then favorite movie pursuit of happiness with will smith oh really oh it's maybe one of the only movies i've watched multiple times Love that one. that's cool Pursuit of happiness. Well, in the pursuit of your happiness, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to reach out to Kyle if you need anything. And stay positive, my friends. Thank you for tuning yeah. in. Peace. See ya. See ya. How's it going? Hi, <laughs> That's okay. That's okay.